welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Brian Barbuto on the line. He's the founder and CEO over at Razzle. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. So, um, really hot topic. I mean, everything circling. I'm in I'm in California, um, Santa Monica, and everything circling the cannabis business in general is just buzzing. Um, new businesses, new concepts. Um, it really is. I, I it's not called the the gold rush. It's the green rush. I believe some people have coined it as. Um, I want to get more into what you're doing over at Razzle, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Um, so, how'd you get started in business as an entrepreneur? Well, Adam, I uh, became an entrepreneur in grade school. I've been, you know, started with a shoeshine business. I became a house painter, became a general contractor. I became a real estate developer, actually, at the age of 22. I convinced a, a bank in Stockton, California, to loan me a million to it. I bought my first 30-unit condo project, and I've really been an entrepreneur ever since. Wow, that's uh, wow. At 22, you were a real estate developer. That's not that, that's an accomplishment. Um, so that being said, and what what I like about your story is that you were, and I'm not going to say born or not born a, an entrepreneur, and that that's besides the point. But the point is, you have a lot of years of experience. You've worked in different industries. You saw projects from point A to point B in completion. Um, that being said, there's a lot of uh, would-be entrepreneurs, first-time entrepreneurs, or maybe they haven't gotten it right, second- or third-time entrepreneurs, and haven't really hit their stride yet. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on kind of taking them their, their thought process or business to the next level? I think the most important thing is I was sharing with my daughter just last night. Um, you have to have a battle plan that starts with uh, being authentic. You have to know what you want to achieve, who you are, uh, what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and then you need to surround yourself with people who are stronger than you in your weak areas and uh, operate from a place of transparency so that you can build uh, the, the pathway to see the vision that you have accomplished. It's not about you, but rather about the team that you can assemble. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of that, and so when we think about people that have done that, the the, the famous ones, we'll say like a Bill Gates or something like. Not it wasn't the best programmer, right? But he brought in all of the different people around him that could really take the business to what they've obviously done today. But I love that, on, and that's the big example, right? But I love that even on the like day to day example. So I I had an interview with somebody the other day, and I was we're talking about marketing and and commerce on on the back end, like take like Google Analytics, and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. I know that the, um, one of the people that um, I work with, he knows all about it, and he's the one that's doing it, but I just couldn't have that conversation. And I think about, like, how you can really make your business grow faster just based off of that surrounding um, by bringing in those people into your life that really compliment you. So I love it. Um, Brian, I want to I wanna spend – um, a little bit more time talking about what, what you're doing as founder and CEO over at Razzle. Um, so what kind of um, clients are you helping and what kind of prod, uh, um, problems are you looking to solve? Because there's a lot going on in the cannabis industry. 
Yes, that is correct. And the, the vision of Razzle is to be a hub of the cannabis industry, the, to provide sponsors who are growing their businesses, uh, maybe may in need of relationship, uh, services, capital, um, give them one place to go where they can get those um, and, and source that and develop relationships with people can satisfy those needs. So Razzle has a investment marketplace that provides sponsors with an opportunity to raise capital. It also gives investors an opportunity to get in on the gold rush, the green rush. And so what we do over at Razzle is we vet deals, we vet sponsors, we uh, develop relationships with them. We invite them to basically manage the startup process, the incubation of their vision and or the expansion of a going concern through the Razzle marketplace, which might include uh, originating debt, uh, equity, finding that cultivator in the other state or the other country or the distributor that they're looking for, whatever it may be. We, Our goal and our mission at Razzle is to be a place where these things in the commerce of the industry can occur. And, you know, you touched on the, the, the question earlier about the entrepreneurial background. I, I want to go back to that for just a second and just talk about how that plays into a Razzle. We, we at the team at Razzle, we, we like to think of ourselves as people with um, uh, a lot of emotional stability and the ability to communicate not only our vision, but to understand the vision that's being communicated to us and to provide that information to the parties on the other side in a clear and concise way so that they understand uh, the mission critical uh, aspects of the venture that they might consider investing in, participating in, or uh, establishing a business relationship with. And so it is an entrepreneurial enterprise, but it's all built on relationship and transparency. There's, I think, nothing more comforting for uh, any of us than to enter into a relationship where we understand that our vision is being understood by the party on the other side and that their expectations and ours are on the table and that the table is set for success. Mm, I love that. Uh, so, I, I mean, you're, you're at the forefront of what's going on. So I know, and, and based off of the lenses of the experience you've had as an entrepreneur, um, what kind of trends are you seeing currently in the cannabis industry that are just interesting to you? Well, I think the, the most interesting facet of the industry right now is the retail side of it. Uh, we're, we're seeing that the licensure, uh, the feds clamp down on uh, illegality and the states that have legalized uh, cannabis sales, cultivation, distribution. Um, it's very limited and it's forcing industry to um, take position in uh, off-market locations. They're separated and segregated from one another. And so the industry, while it's growing, it's demographically and logistically very fragmented. Um, mm. The ability to uh, tell your story on Google or in LinkedIn is somewhat limited. And as a result, the information chain uh, is limited. And so the there are people in the space who are somewhat sequestered from one another. So we're kind of in the, in the at the early stage much like the early stage of the gold rush where miners were in one place and didn't have knowledge of miners in another place and uh, acquisitioners of gold were looking for the miners and the miners were looking for the 
the retailers and mm-hmm. there was a very disconnect among the parties. And so while this disconnect is occurring, we're trying to satisfy that. And so the trend that I see is that as we get closer to federal uh, legislation that legalizes cannabis until we get there, that this fragmentation and segregation will be mitigated by companies like ours um, who are serving to uh, connect uh, the players to one another. And I think the industry's got enormous potential. I've been really excited about the medical breakthroughs in cannabis and the opportunities to use cannabinoids uh, to heal and to mitigate uh, a number of different kinds of health conditions and issues. I think that that has been, uh, again, somewhat sequestered from the public. And I think that as the companies expand and grow and the commerce continues to expand and flow, that there are some great alternatives on the horizon uh, for the health and wellness of uh, the human beings that um, are in need of it. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that's really exciting because it's like we're really just starting to study the plant now that it's um, it's accessible. Um, so that's correct. I, I'm really I'm really excited to see what you know all of the the smart minds like yourself that are out there on the business side and on the on the um, scientific side and really trying to harness the power of what's possible. And to me, the possibility that's the that's the one of the coolest parts about the whole movement and what's going on is that we don't really know what's on the other side of that but we i do know there's a lot of smart people working on it um and so that's gonna some some good's gonna come from it i'm really excited about that i'm excited about the fact that there's not only very smart and intelligent and experienced individuals in the space their driving ambition is to do something really good it's not just the profit that uh, can be generated so the industry is made up by people who have aspirations to change kind of the way we look at uh, depression and the way we look at anxiety and the way we treat cancer. There's there's a lot of good people in the space. I've had the opportunity to meet with many of them and hear their backstory and hear what drives them and why they're so excited to be where they are, most of which are just motivated, wanting to uh, make the world a better place. So it's, it's an exciting industry. It's been unfortunate that it's been dumbed down to a negative industry that's all about recreational use and it's way beyond that and it's a little bit uh, like the prohibition period and in terms of alcohol and the corollaries between alcohol and and, uh, Mm -hmm. cannabis from a recreational standpoint but i think i think i think the world's changing the world in cannabis is changing i think the frontier is is here we haven't begun to hit the wave yet there's a lot of opportunity. I would encourage anybody in the listening audience to to do their diligence and to pursue their passion if they have an interest in being in the space because the the opportunity at this point is really unlimited. Yeah, I, I like I love that, and it, it's true. And I and the another thing I think is that I think the industry will at some point go through a complete rebranding. And they'll ju- they'll just be harnessing the plant and stripping it down for different um, you know um, whatever chemical they need from it just like just like any other um, industry and there'll be a lot of um, it'll be for products and other things and once it goes through that and the sales from that just dwarf recreational um, I think that's when it's really gonna start hitting a, a, a legit stride even more so than it is now. Agreed. 
take take all the funny names out of it and then it becomes okay we have a plant right <laughs> and yeah. all the you know whatever 100 years or whatever however many years of branding negatively take that away from it and it's like oh okay if you just discovered it today in the amazon forest and some explorer brought it back and we didn't know what it was and they take and they did the same scientific process with it without all the negative um branding and baggage let's just say it has um, both politically and everything else, any other um, level you look at it as um, in our society, then it would be like, oh, my gosh, this is a miracle. Everybody would be clamoring. I think you're a good spokesman for the cannabis industry. <laughs> Didn't mean to be, but uh, there we go. I, I, I think love you're it, doing Brian. a great job. Just, I think you just want to stay with it. We need, we need more voice just like the one you expressed. That's uh, spot on. So Brian, if somebody's uh, listening to this episode and they uh, and they want more information on Razzle or to connect, um, what's the best way for them to get it? Well, they can go to Razzle.com. That's W-R-A-Z-E-L.com. They can find us on the internet. They can visit us at our uh, Razzle LinkedIn site. They can visit me at Brian at Razzle.com. We uh, we have a small staff of. 16 people in our office who do nothing but field inquiry. And so if you have a, an interest in the space, uh, you have a need to raise capital, you want to invest in the space, uh, you've got a vision or uh, an entrepreneurial idea, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, hey, Brian, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule to come on the, on the podcast today and tell, tell us more about your background and share your experience, but also about what's going on over at Razzle, of course. Um, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Brian, thanks again for coming on.